One of the things that we all need more of that we don't have enough of is wisdom. Would you say amen? (laughs) Wisdom is something that is not always easy to obtain. But yet it's something that we all need to possess in great quantity. Would you say amen to that? And especially in our day and age do we need a lot of wisdom. Lack of wisdom is destroying the lives of young people. Uh, my son Jeff posted a thing on Facebook, a repost of somebody. They had uh, put at the top of it, what you are actually owed and are privileged to have, and it was a blank sheet with nothing on it. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not privileged to get anything. We're not in line to receive anything. Why should God even choose to give us eternal life? But in His great wisdom, He knew that we needed it, and we needed a Savior. But we have young people today that really need to exercise wisdom. Marriages are being destroyed, friendships lost, souls doomed for lack of wisdom. The walk of the Christian is to be one with wisdom, filled with wisdom. Time is fleeting. Days are evil. We must make the best use of our time. I'm finding that more and more every day. It's just marching on faster than I want. You know, when I was 20, I wanted to be older. And now that I'm considered older, I don't know that I'm enjoying this side of it. But boy, it's going fast. My granddaughter is eight years old. And she's told me a number of times how old she is. Quickly, Braden lets me know he's three, but he's almost four. Well, I said, when is your birthday? He said, I don't know, Grandpa, but I'm almost four. Don't bother him with the details. He's almost four. But too many today are wasting both time and their lives by failing to exercise wisdom. And I thought it would be good for us to start a new year talking about the greatest book of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Really, I should abdicate and let Don come teach this. He's spent a lot of time in the book of Proverbs. But I'll feebly get through it and try to give you some information. He'll help me if I don't. Amen. Because you see, the Word of God is sent... To equip us for every good work. And if we will let the Word of God equip us, we will be better people. We will be more successful people. But we've got to be people of the Word. People of the book. It's only natural to assume that it provides, that is the Word of God, provides sound advice... Concerning, concerning our daily living. But especially in the book of Proverbs, in the Old Testament, we find great advice. The book begins by identifying Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, as the author of the book. 
And according to Second Chronicles 1, verses 7-12, through 12, Solomon was granted wisdom by God. You see, God came to him and said, What is the one thing that you want more than anything else? I will give it to you. Wow, I didn't know the genie in the lamp was even a real story. Here it is. So Solomon says he wants wisdom and discernment. He could have said all kinds of things, right? But he said wisdom and discernment. Powerful. He became famous for his wisdom. Wrote over 3,000 Proverbs. And the book contains Proverbs and wisdom from other sources. There's the words of uh, Agur, the son of Jacob, to Ithiel and Eucal. I know those are hot names that you're going to rush out and look up. Proverbs 30, by the way, that will help you. Then there's the, king, the words of King Lemuel, taught him by his mother, Famous words in Proverbs 31. The perfect woman is described in Proverbs 31. The perfect woman in Proverbs 31. We are blessed at River Oaks to have a number of these perfect women that are here. (laughs) I'll still wait a little longer if you want to throw your amen in. You know, God is taking notice today who's saying amen and who's not. And if God is not, there's uh, women that are taking quite... Never mind. But I want us just today, I want to kind of whet your appetite with the book of Proverbs. And obviously, in five weeks, we're not going to cover everything there is to cover in Proverbs. Some of you will say, after the fifth week, oh my gosh, when's a guy ever going to get out of this? And then there will be others of you, I hope, that are saying, boy, there's so much more we could be learning. That's where we want to be. Never get to the point in your life where you say, I'm not teachable anymore. I'm not, I can't learn anything new. Oh, yes, you can. If you don't believe me, try to wash the dishes. And let your wife watch you wash the dishes. Trust me, you don't wash the dishes correctly. You ever washed clothes and let your wife watch you wash clothes? How'd that go? You didn't put them in right. I remember watching an argument between a husband and a wife on a video that was so humorous. The man went in, he put in the clothes, and then he put the detergent on top of the clothes. His wife went ballistic. She said, you never, ever, 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 ever put clothes in the washing machine that way. You always put the soap in first and then the clothes on top. Really? You know what you should be excited about? They put stuff in the washing machine. And it had soap with it. Because if it's on the bottom of the, of the washer and the clothes are on top of the soap, all I'm doing is reversing it. Because it all mixes together anyway. 
It's like the people who, you know, they can't have food touch each other on their plate. Well, where do you think it goes once it goes in your mouth and into your stomach? I'm sorry, it's segregated in your stomach. No, okay, it can't be over here. Really? Wisdom. Wisdom, ladies. If your husband is vacuuming, it may not be to your liking, but let him vacuum. If he makes up the bed, if he puts the toilet paper roll on, over or under... I'm telling you, there's divorces happen over this stuff, folks. But what's the purpose of Proverbs? Let me give you a few. And it's stated in the first six verses of chapter 1. To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. To give to the simple or naive prudence. To give to the young man knowledge and discretion. Young people, you need knowledge and discretion. You make some stupid choices. Now, the reason you make stupid choices is you've watched adults make stupid choices. Oh, I love it. I love it. Kids go, yeah, man, that's right. Preach it, brother. Preach it. But at least the adults have enough sense to quit making them. You, on the other hand, continue to make them. Stop it. Toilet paper over or under. Oh, never under. <laughs> yeah. Washing soap in or early or first or last? Yeah, same yeah, toilet paper. Also, the book of Proverbs is to give to wise men increased knowledge. You see, when you have wisdom, you have increased knowledge. Increase knowledge. Again, I love the sport of football. I love to watch it. I love the strategy behind it. Do you realize you can find tendencies in certain players? They, they play a certain way on a certain down, on a certain situation. If it's a passing situation, you see, especially in linemen, you can find out if they're going to pass block or not. Because if they're really big and they're going to pass block, they've got to get back really fast. So they just barely let their fingers touch the, touch the grass. But if they're going to fire out into you, they're going to put their hand down so they can shove off. Just a little thing. Just a little thing. Also, you've got to watch their eyes. You've got to watch their eyes because they'll tell you what they're going to do with their eyes. Especially if they're a one-dimensional quarterback and that's all they do is throw to the same person all the time. You see. That's what happened to OU. Mayfield had not been thrown an interception in what, 95 straight passes till the other night? That linebacker watched his eyes. He never watched the player. If you see it run back, playback, 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 he never watched the player. He went to the zone he was supposed to go to, watching the eyes of the quarterback, and as soon as the quarterback threw the ball, he stepped in and intercepted it. Tendencies. 
Well, how did that how did that linebacker know that that quarterback was going to do that? Wisdom increased his knowledge. That's what wise men do. And then this book was written to give the man of understanding wise counsel. You've got a decision to make in your life. You've got a huge decision to make. Don't just go out there half-cocked and make it yourself. Seek wise counsel. Seek wise counsel. And I know young people, they, they seek the greatest counselors that they can find to help them make a decision. You know who they are? They're peers. Ones that are dumber than they are. How do I know that? Because all of us adults used to do the same thing. Some of us still do. Ask the same stupid friends that we've got now. The book of Proverbs is designed to do three things. It's to make a person wise. It's to help a person learn how to act wisely and righteously and to treat others with fairness. Boy, that, if we could just get that to happen in our world today, what a blessing it would be. And the book is designed to give the ignorant common sense, the young sound advice, and the wise even more wisdom. So I want to ask you, I want you to talk to me briefly. I don't want you to take the floor and run for 20 minutes here. How would you define wisdom? Go ahead and speak it out. How would you raise your hand so we can acknowledge that you're ready to speak? And how would you define wisdom? Yes, sir. Learning something, Learning something the hard way. Jeff. Say it again. Know when not to make those stupid mistakes. Okay. Boy, there's some sound advice right there from those two brothers. Amen. <laughs> Anything else about wisdom? How would you define it? Say, more, listening. more listening. I saw a hand over there. Knowing right from wrong and choosing right. No fun, though. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right. Yes, ma'am. Think it through before you do it. If you're going to fry chicken, make sure somebody teaches you how to fry chicken. Because you need to fry chicken for a certain length of time at a certain temperature. Otherwise, the outside looks really, really good. But when you bite into it and it bleeds on your plate, there's something wrong with that cooking of that chicken. didn't go right. I'm speaking from total personal experience here. I was so smart when I was 16, moved out of my house, moved into a rent place with a friend of mine. We had a world by the, we didn't need our parents, even though we were living next door to his parents. Didn't, you know, I, I think back on things. But my mother, I was, I was done. I'm 16. She had, she had no clue. The fried chicken convinced me that my mother knew much more than I ever thought I did. Mainly because I was hungry. And I never had chicken bleed on my plate when I <laughs> when my mother cooked fried chicken. Yes, ma'am. That's a perfect example of learning 
Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, let me give you a couple. I've got them on the... I think I put them in your outline, and I know I have them up on the, on the screen. In the 20th century encyclopedia of religious knowledge, it defines wisdom as a realistic approach to the problems of life. That sounds pretty clinical. But this next one, how many of you have a copy of Haley's Handbook? Haley's Bible Handbook? Boy, years ago they came in a little group set and all. It was a great little Bible knowledge book. It's a great book. Still is to this day. Homer Haley. I'd go by Haley's Handbook too if my name was Homer. He offers this definition for wisdom. Ready? Wisdom is insight into the underlying causes and significance or consequences of things, which insight enables one to apply to the best end of the knowledge which he has. <laughs> Sounds like a preacher. He just said a whole bunch of stuff and you went, What? Well, let me, let, me, let me try to illustrate it this way. You're yelled at by your boss, your wife, your brother in Christ. You can react in, in a couple of ways. You can strike back physically or verbally or do nothing or react with a soft, kind reply. I discovered the older I've gotten that that soft reply works so much better. I used to yell, stand, look intimidating, all that stuff. For what? For what? When you can do a soft answer, oftentimes creates the best result. I love watching my children discipline my grandchildren. We have a grandson that uh, is uh, wired well, enjoys life. If things don't go the way he wants them to go, there's a tendency to the whole world's come to an end. But I've listened to his mom and dad rather than try to out yell him. They now get him to identify the emotion that he's feeling. Love that. Are you feeling frustrated? And one of these days he's going to turn around and say, Yes! <laughs> but it's interesting to watch his demeanor change. That's my point. There's exercising wisdom, you see. At least in the dad's side of that, that wasn't always exercise toward him someone makes a sexual advance towards you you can react in several different ways but wisdom will enable you to react in the proper way how do we evaluate wisdom the first nine chapters of Proverbs are discourses extolling the value of wisdom the virtue of wisdom seen in the prosperous life that it can produce in Proverbs 3. Its value is also found in guarding us against many pitfalls in, again in Proverbs 3. And some of the pitfalls, there's three of them that, that, that are uh, frequently warned against in the book of Proverbs. The first one is evil companionship in Proverbs 1. 
You see, it does matter who you hang around. It does matter who your friends are. It does matter who your influencers are. It does matter because you could be in trouble. Well, I didn't do anything. I was just there. Bingo! You were just there with that group of stupid people that we were talking about earlier. Got a great story for you. Richard Montgomery. We're at a high school party. He and I are 16 years old. He's one of these, I'll tear your head off to anybody who wants to fight him. He got drunk. He got inebriated one night. Well, guess who gets to take him home? I do. Why? Because nobody, they're all afraid of him. So I get to take him home. Funniest thing. Show you how wisdom works. We're walking along. He walks flat dab into a tree. It was a big tree. He walked right into it. It knocked him down. He got up and said, I don't know who, and used these great words of wisdom as he was talking to this tree. I don't know who you are, but you're not going to be standing much longer, pal. I couldn't resist myself. I said, Richard, he just called you a bad name, man. Well, what did he say? So I told him what I thought he said. Oh, he said, that's it. That's it. He takes his shirt off and he starts to wail on this tree. I mean, he's hitting, and he he hit it, and then he would back up and go, ay 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 ay. And he'd look at me and he'd say, "Man, is this guy made of iron?" I said, "Man, don't let him take you, Richard. I'm not going to." Well, he went after him. I bet he was there ten minutes beating this tree. Got him home the next morning. I could not resist. Went back to his house the next morning. He was all cut up, all bruised up. And he said, man, what happened? I said, well, I'm telling you, brother, you do not want to meet that guy again. He goes, I don't think so. Man, (laughs) what an idiot. What an idiot. He's fortunate that I was a friend of his and wanted to take him home. (laughs) Well, look what might have happened to him, you know. Evil companionship. Another pitfall is the immoral woman in Proverbs 5. Proverbs talks about immoral women. Women are immoral. Did you know that? That's why men like them so much. Yeah. What did Samson's mother and dad say? Don't mess with those Philistine women. And what did Samson do? He went and messed with the Philistine women. And what was the name of the woman that Samson got involved with? Oh, no, 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 no. You, you've missed the whole... There you go. So, there's one that's got good memory. Okay, you got to raise your eyebrows when you say her name. you got to say, Delilah. Try it now. Delilah. On three. One, two, three. Yeah. She looks a lot different now, doesn't she? Yeah. What's that girl's name, Delilah? Yeah, uh-huh. I spoke to a, a, a group of uh, uh, black young people at a camp setting, and I tell them the story. And I said, "What's the name of that girl?" One of them yelled out, "Delilah." <laughs> I thought, "Yeah, that's close enough." But then I told them Delilah and had them raise their eyebrows. Oh, brother, I set those kids on fire. They kept looking at each other, going, "Delilah." Whew. Third pitfall is laziness in Proverbs six, like the old sluggard. Laziness. 
Laziness is a disease. Get off your rear end and quit griping and complaining that the world owes you something. Shut up and go to work. Well, I can't, I can't make no money down here at McDonald's. Any money's more than you're making now. Wisdom. Wisdom. What's the value of this book? Wisdom comes from two sources. Number one, trial and error, as Rodney and Jeff mentioned. Personal experience. One's own experiences can certainly be a source of wisdom. Much of one's lifetime can be wasted learning through trial and error instead of learning and then making application and not making the same bad choices and decisions going forward. And then the second source of wisdom is counsel from others. That's proven experience. It's possible if one is willing to heed the advice of other people, if you'll just listen. Why did God put parents in your life to hassle me and come on, I'll tell you what, they won't give me money, they won't give me stuff they should be giving me. I'm their kid and they're supposed to take care of me. Really? Hey, your mother carried you for nine months and got you here, went through a lot of pain to get you here. The rest of it's up to you. Amen? Can I get an amen? Avoid wasting years through trial and error. Begin to accept the wisdom that people are trying to put in your life. I had a football coach that I despised, didn't like him, didn't, so I didn't want to listen to anything he said. But he did have a tackling technique that worked. And when I finally applied it and I lowered my threshold of, of, of whatever it is I had, my pride and envy, or pride, and I, and I did the technique like he said, I made the tackle the way it was supposed to be made, I got a compliment from him. But you see, the longer I did it my way, the less compliments came. But when I began to do it the way I was instructed to do, great wisdom came from that. So the book of Proverbs is very valuable. Instead of wasting our short time on earth, let's try to discover God's wisdom and listen to what God says through His book. Remember, it's divinely inspired by God. It's proven true by generations of righteous people who've lived out their lives by the truths in the book of Proverbs, expressed concisely in, in ways easy to remember. Proverbs, someone has said, is a short sentence based on long experience. That's what Cervantes said in Don Quixote. But the value of the book of Proverbs is that it provides the wisdom of God Himself. Don't ever forget that. Somewhere right on your outline, James 1, 5-8, read that later. Very important. The book of Proverbs is written so that we can glean the treasury of, of God's wisdom. As we continue on in our study of the next few weeks, we're going to examine the book of Proverbs more closely, making our way through these discourses on wisdom in the first nine chapters. Our next study is going to focus on our memory verse, Proverbs 1-7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Of course, no discussion concerning wisdom can be complete without mentioning 
Jesus Christ. And the last thing on your outline is a portion of Colossians 2.3 that says, In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Without Jesus Christ in our lives, there is no way to be truly wise. And so the question of the hour is, have you become wise enough in your life to receive Christ through obedience to His gospel for salvation? Or are we going to continue to walk the way we want to walk because we're not ready to give in and surrender to the Lord? The sooner you become ready to surrender to the Lord, the greater your life will become. The more peace you will experience. And all the things that you've been so hunting for will suddenly be there. But it all starts with a surrender to the Lordship of Christ. Father, I ask you this morning that you would be very real to us that we would sense your presence today we would understand how much you love us and care about us and father how much how much you truly love us god in this room today there's at least one person that needs you in a very personal way they need to be saved they've been running been hiding holding back making excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse when the really the greatest thing they could ever do is just truly surrender to you but God sometimes that takes a lot we think that once we surrender to you we're giving up something that we possess when in essence we don't own anything we don't have anything nothing is truly ours that you haven't given to us. God, I thank you for these that are saved in this room. I thank you for their encouragement. I thank you for their love. I thank you for their desires. And Father, would you fulfill those desires this year? This will be the time of year when we all start to look at things differently and we start making resolutions and we keep we, we truly, truly, honestly, sincerely want to make some of these become real in our life. But the enemy sidetracks us. And so I'm praying this year that you'll give them extra resolve and give all of us extra resolve that we will stand firm for you. Father, for years we've said we want to read your word more. Today's the day to start that. Well, I've already messed up. It's the third. Oh, my goodness. But if you start today and never stop till the end of the year, look how much more you read than you did last year. Oh, God, would we just try? Would we just try? Well, this, this is the year I want to talk to that one person about Christ. I, I really do, Lord. Give them the strength and the courage to go do that and the opportunity. Before it's too late. I don't know what's on their heart. I don't know what struggle they're facing. But you do. So God, today, would you move on them and move in them in Jesus' name. Amen. Song.